Today, I'd like to talk to you about a new method for solving circuits. Last time, we reviewed using KVL, KCL, and Ohm's law in order to solve circuits in the general sense. This produced a lot of equations, and in particular, a lot of redundant equations, or a lot of dependent equations that we don't necessarily need for solving our circuit. Today, I'm going to review the node voltage component current method, which is very similar to node analysis. So if you hear one versus the other, uh, know that you're talking about approximately the same thing, and I'll review the difference in a second. Once we know how to use the NVCC method for solving circuits, we can express our, uh, the relationships between components in our circuit more concisely and more effectively, and possibly solve our equations faster, which is relevant when we're you know, working on a midterm or in the general sense, just trying to save time. Uh, let's take a look at NVCC. As I said before, NVCC stands for Node Voltage Component Current. And what that means is, is if you have a very simple circuit, let's say just a voltage source and a couple resistors, previously with KVL, we were interested in the voltage drop around a loop being equivalent to zero. In this case, we're actually going to look at the voltage drop assist or the voltages associated with particular nodes. To do that, we're going to label our nodes, which are anywhere our components connect. We're also going to go after the component current. When we're doing KCL, we typically look at the flow in and out of a particular node. At this point, we're going to look at the flow through a given component. So we're also going to label all of the currents associated with our circuit. But when we approach NVCC method, we're going to think about the currents flowing through a particular component as opposed to in and out of a particular node. It's sort of the op NVCC is sort of the, the opposite of KVL and KCL in that sense, even though you're still going to end up using the same relationships. So at this point, I've labeled the currents going through, I've labeled one individual current for every component in my circuit. The next step would be to identify what I'm going to call ground, or in particular, one of my nodes I'm going to assign to ground or relative voltage zero. At that point, I'm going to write out the relationships between the voltage drop across particular components the current flowing through that particular component, and whatever relationship the component requires the voltage and the current to have to one another. That's a whirlwind review of NVCC method. Node analysis is very similar. 
The main difference between node analysis and MVCC method is when your component is a voltage source and there are multiple currents flowing into that voltage source, you can treat this as a single voltage, you can treat this as a single voltage node where this voltage node has value zero and actually write your KCL equations as though this point were collapsed. So current flowing in and current flowing out, or vice versa, have to sum to zero. That's the major difference. Let's look at an example. You can find this example repeated in 6.4.3 of the readings. And I'm going to walk through these directions. So the first thing I'm going to do is label my nodes and my currents. People interchangeably use E or N. It doesn't really matter. I guess N in particular could refer to the node, while E in particular could refer to the voltage associated with that node. Now I'm going to specify the voltage drop across a particular component in terms of the node voltages. I'm also going to assign N1 to 0, or N0 to 0, as my ground. As a consequence, I know that N1 is going to be 15 volts. My voltage drop is typically specified in the same direction as the current that I've also decided. So this convention is arbitrary, but if you want to be consistent in your work, make it easier to get partial credit or get help in office hours, et cetera, then assume that the voltage drop occurs in the same direction as the current. That's it for our relationships associated with voltage drop. Now I'm going to go over KCL for the relevant nodes. And in the last step, I'm going to combine the two into the equation that you're certainly allowed to use uh, to express your work on midterms. Or if you can skip to the third step immediately, then that's OK. Just check your signs. Here's the second step. 
Flowing into N1 is I0, and flowing out is I1. So I0 is going to be equal to I1. Flowing into N2 is I1 and I3, and flowing out of N2 is I2. Flowing into N0 is I N2 or I2, and flowing out of N0 is I0 and I3. But we're almost certainly not going to end up using that equation because it's the last of our KCL equations and is dependent upon the other equations that we've already written out for KCL. I3 is equal to 10 amperes. So we can go ahead and make that substitution. I still have to work with I1 and I2, though. And I can go after expressions for them in terms of my vo node voltages and components by using the equations for voltage drop I made earlier. This is the equation that you can jump straight to if you understand where this expression comes from as a consequence of our KCL and also our component voltages. I'm going to substitute in N1, uh, 15 volts for N1 here. And now I have an expression that only contains n2 and known values. So I can solve for n2. And I'll do that real quickly right now. So first I'm just going to copy this over. I'm going to multiply through by 6 ohms.
and I've solved for the voltage associated with N2. At this point, I can solve for I2. And I1. Sorry about that. What do I have left? I3 I know is 10 amperes. I0 is equal to I1, which is negative 1 amperes. There's the voltage drop associated with the 3 ohm resistor which is 15 minus 18, negative 3 volts. And the voltage drop associated with the 2 ohm resistor is 18 volts since N0 is ground. This concludes my introduction to node, node voltage component current method, or node analysis without the ability to collapse voltage sources for KCL.